Welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, the podcast where we make each other watch movies we should have already seen. I'm Diana. And I'm David. And today we are talking with some amazing people <laughs> because we're doing a crossover event. That's what? true. Oh my God. We are. It's, it's cool breeze over the mountain. <laughs> Hello. Who goes first? I don't, who goes first? This is so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's communal. I think it's you, Andrew. Yeah, Hi, order I mean, of come on. order of importance. You do intro every one of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, so okay. You probably I, should intro us. I believe that I'm Andrew, and and my co-hosts joining us on this co-hosting gig are <laughs> Whitney Nelson, yeah, <Whitney> <laughs> and Evan Wells. Hey, that's me. We all forgot how to podcast with other podcasts. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> I like it. We, we don't know. What what movie are we talking about today? Well, we're doing our Christmas series. Yeah. And we watched Disney's Babes in Toyland, which was a hot pile of garbage. From 1961, yes. And then we thought, you know who we know? Y- you know that there's an actor who was also in another version of Babes in Toyland? Mm-hmm. And there's some people who do a podcast about that guy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should probably talk about that. Yeah. Who's got six thumbs and talks about Keanu a lot. <laughs> Us! Yes. Us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's 1986 TV movie mm. of Babes in Toyland. Mm-hmm. A young girl wakes up in the realm of Toyland, where she teams up with her family and friends to overthrow the evil villain Barnaby. I... I don't, I don't know what we watched, y'all. <laughs> not great. Wakes up is not quite what happens. I, d- I no. mean, she no. does wake up, but it is not uh, in the morning she wakes up. It's, it's quite violent what actually happens, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> so, I mean, you would think that like a made-for-TV holiday movie retelling uh-huh. of a 1960s Disney film starring Annette Fudicello based on a 1903 operetta, I believe? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. You would think that you would know what you're getting into with this, and I promise you, you don't still. No. <laughs> no. This movie resembles the Annette Funicello in almost no way. Uh-uh. No way at all. No way at all. And it's so weird how much they talk about it being inspired by when there's no- absolutely zero things have to do with anything except for the, there's like, Mary and Mother Goose and Barnaby. And that's like it. And it's so bad. It is so incredibly horrible. Atrocious. (laughs) All right. I feel bad for everyone in this film. I have a quick question, though. So if if there were maybe one or two people on this podcast who hadn't even seen the original and you had to recommend (laughs) one of them, what which of the two would you end up recommending? 100% the 60s one. 60s one. Oh, okay. It is on Disney Plus. Although when we get through this, I'm gonna say, I don't know that I hated this. <laughs> I, what is wrong with you? What? I'm not saying it was good, I but I didn't hate it. Disassociated so many times watching the movie, I had to watch it again. Yeah, oh, I was in I, uh, I was in physical pain throughout this movie. I literally 
with Cool Breeze, some of those movies were so bad that I wanted to turn off the TV and didn't. Mm-hmm. And I still only watched them like one time. I Whatever I missed, I missed. And that was that. Yeah. With this mm-hmm. one, I literally disassociated for so much of it that I was like, oh. I can't talk about it. I have to go watch it again. That's uh, fun. I'm so sorry, Wendy. Your soul left your body. Yeah. Yeah, it literally did. <laughs> Usually... When I when I feel that way about a movie, I can like start playing a game on my phone and I can multitask enough to know what's going on yeah. and still be engaged in the film, but I don't feel like my soul is being sucked out. And mm-hmm. something happened with this movie mm-hmm. where my soul was being sucked out <laughs> and yet I couldn't stop watching the uh-huh. television. It's uh-huh. like it stole my brain. Yeah. And then when it was all done, I'm like, I have no idea what happened or what I watched. Uh-huh. There's a sort of a Teletubbies thing going on with it, yes! like the the colors and the the movement and the sound effects it, and the whatever. Where it's, it's like it's soothing it, and familiar, but I it don't know triggers why. like an animal part of your brain that does not necessarily trigger any of the rest of your brain. I will say it's a hell of a cast for a movie that ostensibly had no budget. Like oh, I'm man. just saying, I I have no idea what their budget was, but I'm assuming it was twenty dollars because. <laughs> I could make that movie right now and it would look better with no money. Uh-huh. So okay, this the second we get to Toyland. Yeah. And we see that bear. Yeah. There is no scale to that bear. So when I see that bear, I thought, oh, that's either a child or maybe we have a little person performing the bear. No. Because he's next to that stand. And I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what I, I I didn't know how tall the bear was. And then they zoom out and like, oh, that's an average sized person in a bear suit. This is the most low rent of bears. This is a low budget bear. And there's mm-hmm. and there's one duck costume with like slightly googly eyes. Like she's a yes. lady duck with eyelashes and she stares straight through you like there's something it's so haunting. deeply unsettling about this duck costume and then the frog costume is Frogs. oddly realistic oh there was a scene where a frog brings its hand to its mouth and the actor didn't realize that like a few of their fingers like went into the frog's mouth and it was very disturbing <laughs> it, it was unsettling yeah that is the perfect word for this film. Unsettling. <laughs> so yeah. is Trollogue the the weird thing. Oh God. What mm-hmm. and when they paint Trollogue, I, I Oh gross. This this is gonna haunt my dreams in a way that only Return to Oz did as a child. The eyeball painting, like what creature uh-huh. stands by and lets something else paint its open eyeball? <laughs> Some people say he's still in that chest, so be careful. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gifted a chest for Christmas, set it on fire. <laughs> I will tell you that I was all in on Barnaby costuming. In oh, yes. yes. That, was, that was by far and away the best thing about this. Like oh. everything on a scale of one to 10 is at like a three for me, mm-hmm. mm. except for his outfits, which are like a 12. Fair. Uh, with one caveat, with the creepy fingernail, it needed to be all the fingernails or none at all. I agree. With the like Coke nail thing. That's exactly yeah, what not, I thought about that too. Yeah. 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 And, but it, and it, was his, it was his thumb, which was an odd choice too. <laughs> but right. his giant, like his top hat with like, raven feather butterfly on Uh it and the like there's so much velvet and like feathers and texture and it's very elegant and there was more than one outfit that he wore that i was like i would look hot in that outfit (laughs) and uh i was all in on the costuming for him (laughs) it's lovely and then you know you got drew barrymore in the most 80s of jean (laughs) 
jumper that dress. That jean oh, yeah. overall dress thing, yeah. Yes. Oh, God. All right. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. We have no budget information for this, sadly. We usually do budget. Because there was none. Well, no. I'm I... assuming there was none. I would be kind of shocked because this has, this doesn't just have an all-star cast. It had like an all-star production crew. What? But see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's no budget is because this feels like a movie that was like cashed in favors or something. Pro like bono. Because none of it showed up on screen. The script didn't make any sense. The editing didn't make any sense. The sound effects weren't any good. The sets and costumes were garbage. Like, none of it, there was no money that showed its value anywhere, considering that you have a very famous cast and a very well-known crew. This Mm. is a community theater movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll is. say there was a telltale <laughs> there was a telltale sign for me that they didn't have any money and they, they they actually verbalized it they were like here in Toyland it's always daytime and I I translated uh-huh. that to be because because we can't afford lighting fair <laughs> but they can afford like bumper cars <laughs> yes. that look like do you, shoes do you know what's free the sun cool <laughs> <laughs> uh. let's start with our writer our writer for this movie is a guy named paul zendel who wrote the movies up the sandbox mame and runaway train but he's also really well known for having won a pulitzer prize for drama for the play the effective gamma rays on man in the moon marigolds oh I don't know what any of those words mean. If you're a theater person or have been like an actor looking for monologues person, you've heard of this play. I'm a theater person and I'm offended by that. I know, but it was it it was a well-known 70s slice of life drama and he is a Pulitzer winning playwright. Okay, well, I do know what that is. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda has one of those. So it's important. <laughs> What's he slumming around here for? I don't know. <laughs> what did he write? What did he put on the page? Because this is this is garbage. Was he was it a coke fueled dream? Could this have been. This is not writing. It this looks, is nothing. It looks like later in his career he may have been working on kid stuff. But again, why? That, that doesn't mean that you can write a kid's movie. This is this is not good. I honestly think like this is a guy who understands like deep familial or relationship drama and you're asking him to write a family movie and he threw all of that weird slice of life drama plus acid fever dream into it. Mm. But he didn't. Like the the drama there is no relationship drama. Like the really it, it's I mean, it, there's a little bit. And this is this is weird for me as a child who was forced to grow up early in order to take care of other people or yeah. things that were happening. Like, a lot of people hate Drew Barrymore in this movie, which, understandable. I felt a lot of family drama, weird slice of life stuff, because that whole, like, growing up too soon and not wanting to play with toys because mm-hmm. you were worried about getting dinner on the table... That resonated with me in a way that it doesn't with a lot of people. So I actually feel like that was that was the only thing that felt like it was taken from anybody's experience or talent was that part of it, which was not part of any of the original ones. Oh, absolutely. In the Toyland world, there is no relational drama. Well, no. I mean, you're in Toyland. Yeah. But but that's where the majority of the movie takes place. 
This is a movie by committee. In every other version, it's where everything takes place. There is no other world. Yeah, there's no framework. I liked the framework story, though it doesn't make sense that if a blizzard's going to hit in an hour, you're going to leave your home and walk (laughs) to the toy store and then you're going to drive back. Like that, like this is a bad plan. I personally, Diana, am allergic to a bad plan. Therefore, (laughs) this is bad and not good. Drew Barrymore ran quite a distance because they were in that Jeep for a while. They were in that Jeep for a while. And they still weren't even close, it seemed. They were in the woods. It was nuts. Even with their four-wheel drive. Right. Which is supposed to be magical in snow. It is. It was a Suzuki four-wheel drive, though. Let's be honest. Uh, he's, he called it a Jeep. It was not a Jeep. Evan could back me up on that one. It was a definitely a uh, what, it's Suzuki. I have to find out now, but it's a terrible that's, name. That's magical. And it does not have four-wheel drive. You can see in the scene that his back wheels are spinning when they leave. It is. Yeah. I was like, that's not working at all. No. Oh, so, so he's also a liar. <laughs> so, writing's bad. There was. No, I am of the opinion that there was no writing. I would kill to find an original shooting script of this movie and oh, all of man. the markups that it had once they got done. So we actually had a whole discussion about this because we weren't sure what version to watch. And I was gonna, I was gonna ask which version everybody watched. The shortest hour one. and a half version. Right. <laughs> yep. The one that's on Amazon Prime. Yep. Understood. It just got on Amazon Prime. Right. Because this movie has not been re-released in any form or fashion. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Except like one time on home video and it was this cut. The original version is much longer. No. But I'll tell you now. I saw it years and years ago on TV. I was going to save this for trivia, but. There's nothing extra but more songs in the TV version. Oh, God. Well, that was what I couldn't remember was if the version that I had seen on TV was the longer version or this pared down version where we've missed a half hour because everything that I remembered about this movie was in it when I watched the pared down version. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea what I have seen and what I haven't seen. But the only time the original version was on was in 1986 when it got released. Hmm. Okay. That's the only time it's ever been shown, other than YouTube has a copy of. <laughs> the songs the songs were so bad that like the scene <laughs> the Santa song, like uh-huh. in the workshop, I looked like a dog hearing like a high pitch whistle. The did whole you turn time. your head sideways? I did. Like, <laughs> it was... I will never forget how to spell Cincinnati though. I come from We have a song like that here in Dallas, and it's big gay little A double L A S. It's really bad, and it's just like, oh, this makes me want to curl up and die. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of pro cheesy regional songs. Like, there's a uh, the Happiest Millionaire is another old Disney movie, 
it's amazing. It's an Irish immigrant goes to live with a millionaire. It's based on real people in Philadelphia. It, they like really lived in Philly and he really owned alligators and he really had like a religious boxing Whoa. group. Why didn't we watch that movie? So weird. I highly recommend watching it. It's one of those like very weird off the wall Disney's 60s movies. But there's a whole song about Detroit in it and I love it so much. And I'm I'm into like movies or whatever having these weird regional the the cincinnati song was terrible i mean it was awful <laughs> it's but awful. it was also my favorite part of the movie <laughs> oh no okay it's only charming because you have goofy kids singing it any adult attempt at singing that song is horrible oh the song is terrible it it's is. the performance of the people in the truck singing yeah. it and again later remember being saved oh, yeah. from the oh. no spoilers, but you know it come it saves some lives. I think no, don't whoever's yeah, because, listening because to I this. I don't know if you guys knew, but you don't breathe when you sing. So if you're trying not to breathe in, just sing a song and you'll be fine. It's all exhaling. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a PSA, whoever's listening to this podcast, do not watch this movie. <laughs> When you hear that come from Evan, that is a pretty, I mean, you see his list of how he ranks things. When he tells you not to watch something, you should probably go ahead and listen. You can't get this time back. <laughs> that is true. You can't get it back. I will go slightly against that. And I will say, you need to be sufficiently prepared. You probably need to be a little inebriated. <laughs> That's true. That was my mistake. Yeah. And I think if you if you have your expectations ready, then even then I probably wouldn't recommend it because it starts dragging. Like that's my problem too. Is like for the first half hour, it's so fucking weird that I'm kind of right. into it. But then after a while, it's just so bad that it's like it can't even surpass that part of it. Like it can't <laughs> it can't sufficiently stay weird enough to be interesting. I mean, no, honestly, the the problem for me is that there's no story. And I'm watching actors in a box just being like, I'm supposed to walk over here. I'm supposed to continually look at empty shelves in a room searching for something. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I am sad for the people who had to do this. Well. Because mm -hmm. you know they did it more than once. <laughs> Poor Georgie Porgy. Oh, gosh. Poor Georgie Porgy. <laughs> not only that name, but that costume, man. Oh, the oh, costume was yeah. terrible. Costume it looked a little like tight in the crotch. I, I, I will note that. Yeah. He looked <laughs> fine as George. Like in normal world, he was fine. Like a human? He's just like, a, hey, I'm just the guy who works at the toy store. Hey, screw right. you, boss man. Georgie? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Our director was Clive Donner. This mm. man directed Harold Pinter's The Guest in 1963, What's New Pussycat, and the 1984 Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Mm. Oh, that's a good Whoa. one. Holy crap. That, that's the school standard one that they show you if they don't show yeah. you up at Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's our director for this movie. Damn. <laughs> He could, okay, that proves to me that the whole problem with this movie is that the story does not exist. The script is crap because you have a decent cast and you have a director who can do some good stuff. Yeah. You can't save a garbage script. You and really you have can't. really good, I, oof. Oh, man. Oh, this is painful. But let's get into what we really need to talk about here, and that's our cast. Yes. Yes. 
And we're going to start right. with Drew Barrymore, who is the mm-hmm. lead actor credited in this film. Well, she's the yeah. lead actor credited in this film. Well, yeah, I was going to say she's in it more than anyone else. Right. For sure. That is true. But also, this is not too long after having that E.T. heat. Yeah. Oh, she's a she's a legit movie star by this point. Uh-huh. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, this is the fire starter. Yeah. Yeah, yep. before this, she had done Altered States, E.T., and Firestarter. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oh, uh, yeah. Before being in this movie. I don't remember where this movie falls into our Keanu timeline, but that's definitely a bigger star than Keanu was at this time. This will oh, be yeah. right after One Step <clears throat> Away. Oh, <laughs> uh, <So>. yes. <laughs> after One Step Away and bef- just before Flying. Oh. <laughs> flying. I'm trying to think. I... Um, oh, no. It's interesting. <laughs> if we had to just rank those three, right, of the Keanu performances, this movie might come out on top for me, to be honest. 100%. No. 100%. If we are ranking one step away flying and this movie, this movie is the best of the three. I think, no. I think so. 100%. Evan, if no. you go flying first, just just disconnect. Evan, you no. hated flying so much. If yes. I sat you down right now, chained to a chair, and I said, you have to watch Flying or you have to watch Babes in Toyland, I know, gun to your head, you would say Babes in Toyland and not Flying again. No, I would I would promote I would promote <laughs> oh, Babes no. in Toyland being completely removed from existence and okay. like burned. So you're going edited. flying. That has I would watch Flying again before I watch Babes in Toyland. Flying is the gymnastics one. They have a flip off, like a flip off. Instead of fight, like a knife fight, they do like a flip off. Oh, yeah. It's pretty Whitney, good. Whitney, at least there's there's butt crack sweat in flying. You know, how can you? There's butt crack sweat. I was very impressed with the butt crack yeah. sweat. Yeah. I know a lot of people said that, that I talked about it too much, but it was the only time I have ever seen anyone in entertainment <laughs> ever have butt crack sweat when they're working out. And I was like, yo, that's real. It was real. real. Shit. Yeah, it was a lot more real than, you know, riding a sled into a fake land and crashing into a cake. Pat Morita. <laughs> it's not our first encounter with Keanu and Pat Morita either. Well, that this technically true. technically is, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. That is the only intermovie connection into the Keanu-verse <laughs> that we have in this movie. And believe me, I looked. I look, oh, I appreciate that because I wasn't about to go down that rabbit hole. When Pat Morita showed up in this movie, I was like, yo, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what, yeah, is what, ha- what is actually what happening? Has happened? It, and he's hilarious too. What was I doing? Oh, right, Christmas. He comes here from a place called Cincy, 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 Cincinnati. I know about that. You must be quite proud of Pete Rose. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so. I got into, not an argument, an argument is too strong of a word, but there was a little bit of a debate in this household with my boyfriend about whether or not this movie is as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is. It's not. I was oh, going to no. say this. God. Oh, wow. Interesting. No. Okay, I have this in my notes. I think Christmas plays just as much a part, first of all, the whole Christmas Eve thing, the Christmas Eve store, the whatever, the setup, but also the whole point about it is like, the innocence of childhood and remembering it at Christmas time. And that is like, I get there's a whole family being with your family, a Christmas thing with Die Hard that the, the Die Hard Christmas movie apologists use all the time. And if you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, you have to think Babes in Toyland is a Christmas movie. 
It's, Mac and Maude is on board with that, with Die Hard as a Christmas film. I will yeah. say, this movie definitely equals or betters it because Christmas is a common through line. The Disney mm-hmm. movie has just about nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with Christmas. Christmas. Nothing to do with Christmas. This one added more Christmas in with the real yes. world stuff, for sure. This one takes place at Christmas, and if Lisa does not believe in like Christmas and toys, kids aren't going to get toys. So, like, there's consequences for her not engaging in Christmassy. It'd just be toyness. nice if our yeah. script, like, ever mentioned that. Yeah, a little bit ever. more. <laughs> yeah. So, the stakes are higher for Christmas in this film than the 1961 version, for sure. And this is a Christmas movie. There's a larger debate here. Like, if, if a movie takes place during Christmas, is right. it, it a does Christmas movie? not make it a movie? Christmas movie. It no. is Christmas adjacent. That is all. Yeah. Christmas has to be a crux of the plot. Like, Gremlins is a Christmas movie because the gremlin is a Christmas present. Yes. Christmas has to play a factor in the plot and or the action, not just be whenever, like be the day. Right. So we we also did Meet Me in St. Louis. A whole fourth of the movie is on Christmas Day and has to do with Christmas. And, you know, created a Christmas canon classic song. But it's the least Christmassy Christmas movie out of all of these that we've mentioned. Fair. Firm agree. But it, but it is a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. So this is a Christmas movie. It's a oh, bad barely. one. Mm, I'm never watching it again. <laughs> this is a during oh, Christmas no, no, no. movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I will say, and this was just pointed out to me by a third party. This is just in on the wire. But uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies is White Christmas. And that has nothing to do with Christmas at all. Hmm. Fair. It is literally about... Danny Kaye trying to get Bing Crosby laid. So... Right. That's a good Christmas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. But, like, it, it could happen at any time of year. It has nothing to do with Christmas, even though the song White Christmas is in it, and they dress up like Santa and Mrs. Claus at one point and whatever. Nothing in the story, like, has to do with Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is not a Christmas movie. But it is one of my favorite Christmas movies. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. As Barney and Barnaby. Richard Mulligan, mm-hmm. most known for being on Soap, the television show, and, and also a voice in Oliver and Company, and then a long run on Empty Nest. Wait, who who is he in Oliver and Company? I don't know. I'll look that up later. That's not pivotal to anything we're talking about now, but <laughs> I really like Oliver and Company. He starts off incredibly darkly creepy. Oh, yeah. And- I wrote down that he's a perverted Rodney Dangerfield, if that makes yeah. any sense he at all. Mm. That nice. the dress, the mannerisms, oh everything about him. I'm like, yeah. I couldn't. I was like, I can't place him. And I did look up his credits, but I was like, who does he remind me of? Uh, and you said it. It's Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. It's the suit, mostly. The plaid, the crazy plaid suit. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. this guy's serious. And the vocal patterns. But then once yeah. he puts on the feathers, it's like, you're kind of hot, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you're bad in up. the worst you're kind of hot definitely glowed up Barnaby is way better than Barney and I should say Drew is fine in this movie we know Drew Barrymore can act and could act as a child actor she's not doing sure. a whole lot of it in this movie no she she was she was in her her drinking days so uh, <laughs> you know, we're just gonna give her a pass she's mm. going through a lot we have Eileen Brennan as Mrs. Piper and Widow Hubbard. Before this, she was in Laughing, The Sting, Murder by Death, Private Benjamin, and Mrs. Peacock in Clue. In Clue. Nice. Yeah. 
And after this, did a ton of stuff that nobody knows, unfortunately. <laughs> Starting with Babes in Toyland. <laughs> It actually started with this. It wasn't after this. It was starting with this. this is, yeah. This is what started the beginning of the end. The decline. <laughs> yeah. Other than Drew and Keanu, everybody on this list, their careers like kind of died after mm. this movie. I can see why. <laughs> yeah. You don't come uh, back. Then we get Keanu as Jack Fenton and Jack B. Nimble. Mm. Can I say something though? What? Absolutely. I kind of adore how fucking balls out he goes in this movie. He is so enthusiastic. He's like, whatever, Mm -hmm. man. It's a bad script, but I'm gonna act my ass off. Yeah, he brought it. I love it. He he is very much like, I'm in a movie, guys, and I am here to do my job. I very much felt like pre-Bill and Ted Keanu in this. Like, I feel like this was him having fun and and doing whatever. Like, he gets so much more into character work later on, but this was yes. very, like, a Bill and Ted Keanu, in my yeah. opinion. He's very earnest. Just a quick update. Um, Barney played Einstein the Great Dane in Oliver and uh, Company. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. After seeing Keanu in this role, I really wanted him to play Peter Pan. And I just, like, got oh. these Peter Pan vibes Uh-oh. from him when was he was the in Pantaloons? Toyland. It could have oh, just man. been yeah, those. It's the pants. But... It's the pants. <laughs> just his little tights. They just worked. Imagine, imagine Hook, but with Keanu. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. <laughs> that would be Bangarang, if I may. <laughs> that wow. would be amazing. What a <laughs> oh, my heart is so happy. It's happier than the image of Keanu Reeves and a baby Groot and a baby Yoda. It's so good. Oh wow! So I good. saw that. I saw that three times in the past few days. That that uh, meme has crossed my <laughs> yes. path. It's yes. great. It's fantastic. It's fabulous. And you cannot read it and not smile. So it's the it's the law. You have to. My day is made. Yeah. Yep. You get that, and then and then if you're feeling you know a little gloomy or melancholy, you can throw in some sad Keanu. there's a Keanu for every occasion there is there is sad Keanu sad because he was in this movie Mm mm-hmm yes could be going through the rest of the cast we have Jill Sholin as Mary Piper and Mary Contrary before this she was in DC Cab and 1987's The Stepfather and then nothing after this I think she was in some really bad horror movies that I may have watched I I feel like she was kind of a scream queen for a little bit there she was yeah very much my type when I I look at her face I'm like yes (laughs) it's just me though Googie Gress as George and Georgie Porgy. Yes, his name is worse than Georgie Porgy. <laughs> they just took his name and said, how can we mother goose this up? Sure. That's what they did. Apparently he goes by that because his nickname as a little baby was Gugu, and then he called himself Googie. I don't know. Oh, God. But he's had this like little carve out of a career as like a bit player. He has been in Wayne's World 2, Apollo 13, The American President, Kingpin, Armageddon, 1998's Jack Frost, Ed TV, Blue Streak, Me, Myself, and Irene, Dr. Doolittle 2, Mr. Woodcock, Frost Nixon, and he's just not that into you. He wasn't Frost Whoa. Nixon? He's well, like, Jesus. But he's a background character. Still. But also, I don't like 98% of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible variety. Like that hit list is so many different kinds of movies. And I don't like any of them. 
Wow. I'm just, I love that we scattershot all of those things and he's like, no to all of them. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe I would watch one or two, but most of them, no. My first, my gut instinct. Okay, okay, okay Apollo, Apollo uh, Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon, yes. Wayne's World 2? Was it Wayne's World 2? I don't know. No, not Wayne's World 2. Pat Morita as the Toy Master. The only credit I'm going to give is even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Perfect. Uh-huh. It's the only one you need. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. I know. Yep. Good old Pat Morita. I need to know this, though. When was Karate Kid? 1984. Okay, so that was just before this. Okay. He was riding that Karate Kid high. Yeah. I mean, okay. he was also- Oscar nom. He was already a living legend. He'd already done Happy Days, so- Oh my god, yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he was also <laughs> like he's done a lot. I don't think oh, yeah. he really ever had like a downtime nope. in his career. It's just what people first remember him from. Yeah, that's that's who he is. Yeah. Oh jeez, I feel so old now. All right, we know we we sort of set this up as a Macintosh and mod led production, but we couldn't do this without doing around. Of everyone's. Mm -hmm. The interstellar favorite. Oh my gosh. It's Pop Quiz, asshole. Pop Quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She's got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. I'm ready. I'm, I'm so I'm excited focused. for this for y'all. Okay. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of trivia about this movie. Shocking. I would have guessed that. I actually would have thought that we would not be able to do right. pop quiz because- Zero. I would have guessed no trivia at all. <laughs> yeah, because 40 people watched this movie when it was on TV. <laughs> That's probably pretty close to accurate. <laughs> Those are inflated numbers. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Okay. So that means that we can talk about Keanu and his family and his childhood a little bit. Too. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's okay. really putting us on the Yikes. spot. This is now testing our fandom in what we have a podcast about. I'm doing uh-huh. jumping jacks. I'm getting ready. I came Here we go. All, I came all ready for like shitty movie trivia. I did not come ready for like, how well do I know Keanu Reeves? That's oh, yeah. why it's a pop quiz, all right. asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're... You guys are bringing the heat. I got to limber up. (laughs) (laughs) I need actual footage of Whitney limbering up. (laughs) I think the easiest way to do this is you will ring in with your name. Okay. When you think you have an answer. And I only have a certain amount. So, you know, if we get down to the last remaining answer, nobody gets the. Okay. Okay. That feels fair. Where was this movie filmed? Multiple choice question. Answers are Germany. Cincinnati or Canada? Evan. Andrew. All right, Evan. You Evan go. was in first. Evan said it first. It's, I, I, I feel good about Canada. Incorrect. Can I oh. have the other two? You Whitney. Two? Damn Steel. it. Germany. G- Munich, Germany. God damn it, Whitney. <laughs> Whitney with one point. If you want any fun, you can go dig through the credits. Almost all of the production staff for this movie, other than the main designers, were all German. 
So that's why I actually said German. I didn't watch, I didn't like actually absorb the credits, but yeah. I was there disassociating again at the end of the movie. And then <laughs> I, I came to and I was like, there's a lot of German names here. Yeah. That's the only reason why I guessed Germany is because oh, yeah. it was like a lot of like B-roll production like crew that had German names. Yeah, no, this is basically a German fucking movie that got aired on ABC. <laughs> it's, this is just Classic. All right, Drew Barrymore was 11 during the filming of this movie and was already a regular at nightclubs, had been smoking for two years and was just starting to drink. What rock group was she allegedly hanging out with as they were touring Germany at the time? Was it the Rolling Stones, Rod Stewart, or Duran Duran? Andrew. Any of those answers is incredible. <laughs> Duran, yeah. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Incorrect. Okay, it wasn't Evan. <laughs> Can either of you steal? I mean, I'll steal and say Rod Stewart because that's an amazing mental image. Whitney is correct. Come on. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore hanging out with Rod Stewart is amazing. 11 years old is hanging out with Rod Stewart and his touring crew. I mean, assuming no assault is involved, obviously, because that's a weird situation. (laughs) It's dicey. If. It's not it's not amazing if any assault was involved. But right. if it was literally just like a smoking drinking Drew Barrymore at 11 hanging out with Rod Stewart and his crew, that's pretty incredible. I could see that happening, honestly. Yeah, what a badass. Yeah, yeah I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no this is just before she started into the hardcore drinking and drugs. Mhm. Hmm. Keanu was dating Jill Sholin during production of this film. Hmm. But they broke up shortly thereafter. What famous actor did Sholin date and nearly marry after breaking up with Keanu? Was it Brad Pitt, Ethan Hawke, or Luke Perry? Evan. All right, Pete, Luke Perry. Evan. Ethan Hawke. Incorrect. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew. Luke Perry. Incorrect. This game is rigged. It's rigged. It, it is. It's it's all bullshit. It's all a lie. <laughs> um, for those of you who terrible, uh, Whitney has two points. Andrew and Evan have none. God. Yeah, that's pretty pretty yeah. standard. Actually, okay. if you've been following okay. along. <laughs> So this has been a very normal episode of Pop. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Correct. Oh, all right. Uh, hey, we've got yeah, more. We got more. We got more. Okay. We're still rolling. There's Just more give Whitney more points. Just give her the rest. <laughs> all right. The last of our movie questions. This movie was actually a big factor in growing Keanu's love of what? Was it car racing, motorcycles, or singing? Evan. Oh, God. Evan. He loves motorcycles. It's no. He was already in motorcycles. <laughs> Car racing. Incorrect. Come on. Whitney. <laughs> Steel. Whitney. Singing. It was motorcycles. God damn it. He was into motorcycles, but reportedly during the filming of the movie, he was hanging out with a German girl who taught him how to drive motorcycles. And when he got back, Man. he bought his first Ducati. We've literally talked about so many movies that he's done where there's like a motorcycle involved and is this the one and there's stories about this is like what inspired his love. So we've talked about Keanu and motorcycles like 15 times already. I just realized this is 86. So that's Yeah, it is 86. And the source for this was a 2019 GQ interview that he gave. 
Nice. Okay. Oh, the That's GQ interview. The one, yeah. The, the, the one that was emailed to me 14 times. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't say that in a bad way. I loved no. it. I, I mean, was so gleeful every single one of those 14 times when someone emailed me that GQ article. Now for some Keanu-specific trivia. Oh, man. Okay. For Halloween one year, Keanu wore a costume that his mother designed for what famous performer who posed for the cover of Playboy? Was it Steve Martin, Dolly Parton, or Farrah Fawcett? God. Oh, any of those is a great answer. What? Whitney. Whitney. I'm going to say Dolly Parton. You are correct. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if that Amazing. picture isn't used for the, for the promotion of this episode, we've all failed. <laughs> we don't have a picture of him, but we do have the... Playboy cover okay. with Dolly Parton in a bunny costume, which was yeah. a huge risk in 1978 when she did it. Mm-hmm. But she gave an interview and posed for the cover of Playboy. I love it. Amazing. Dolly Parton and Keanu forever. Gosh, I love Keanu. <laughs> yeah, his mom <laughs> was like a costume designer for freaking Alice Cooper. Damn. Mm-hmm. 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 Weird. Weird stuff. All right. In what city was Keanu born? Was it Beirut, Sydney, or Toronto? Andrew Beirut. Good. <laughs> Sir. God. This is about par for the course. I got my point. I'm done for the rest. <laughs> yeah. He got a point because we've had that trivia before. Shut uh, it. <laughs> I tried. I tried real hard to dig deep on these. Yeah. I think Evan might have actually asked me that question. <laughs> hey, so. he did. I'm, I'm, I'm just sour over here. <laughs> Oh, Evan I made you watch sour. a terrible movie and we gave you yeah. no points. I don't know what to do, man. Yeah. Ah, all right. This is the last one. Which of these names is not an alias that Keanu used in his earlier career? KC Reeves, cool. Charles Reeves, cool. Chuck Spadina, or Norman Creeves with a K? Really cool. Evan. The Evan. last one. Norman Creeves? You're yeah. incorrect. That is an of course I am. that he Why thought not? that his agents thought about using. <laughs> Norman, Norman Creeves? Whitney. I'm buzzing in. What was the one, the second one that Evan said not cool? So first was Casey <laughs> Reeves. Second Casey was Reeves. Charles Reeves. Third Charles was Reeves. Chuck. I'm guessing Charles Reeves. You are correct. Yeah. We knew about cool. Chuck Spadina. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Spadina. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, that's a great he's one. He's like, pick the one that Evan hated, because that's my answer. It's a valid I mean, strategy. Listen, you were like, cool, not cool, 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 and then you guessed one of them, and I was like, it's the one that wasn't cool. Casey Reeves is a pretty good alias. It's like not if, bad. If they weren't going to let him use Keanu and his credits up until that point, because movie studios are dumb, mm-hmm. yeah, then Casey Reeves is not a bad option. Oh. Yeah, and he could have also doubled as like the front man for a boy band, maybe. It's like a it's like a very versatile <laughs> name, that one. Yeah, Keanu's very specific. <laughs> right. It's, you better it's be a an bold actor. choice. <laughs> but with Charles as your middle name, you could just be Charles Reeves. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So. All right. Okay, so um obviously we have to say like Whitney is the winner with four points. <laughs> <laughs> and, there are no winners or losers when it comes to Keanu Reeves. We all win. No. no. Sure. No. But but she is winning by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she had four. Saying that because is that what you she... have one point. Yes. Four for Whitney, <laughs> one yeah, for Andrew. Andrew. 
Sadness for Evan. <laughs> Sadness. If I, if I may, because I just plugged those into our data machine here, for uh-huh. listeners of Cool Breeze, that brings Whitney's total to 80 points. Evan Wait. has <laughs> Evan has 43, and I have 50. So there you go. That's the, oh, that's the cumulative total thus far. Wow. Not, not bad. It's <gasps> wow. pretty bad. Whitney's really killing it on the Skiano trivia. I'm just a really good guesser. Right. That's, a, that's it's really not. It's really not like knowledge. It's it's just like being really good at picking out an answer. The it's deduction guesses. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. There's no plot to this movie. There's no. no reason to try to describe what happened. We've already told you. Don't don't watch it. No. Don't watch it. No. <laughs> no. Pick it against it. Find the clip of Keanu just. Totally diving into performing C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I. Oh, yeah. Just watch that. Yeah, it's probably on YouTube. Until you want to murder yourself. And you're good. And then you're done. I will find the timestamp on YouTube, put it in here, and just be like, just watch this one clip and enjoy (laughs) the pure energy that Keanu is putting out into the world in this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're good. But on our show, we have ratings. And we have a new rating system for each movie that we watch. Mm-hmm. We, we do. It's usually a scale of one one to five something. So what's our something? What is our something? Um, Can I make a suggestion? Yes. yes. Hat cookies. Hat cookies. Hat cookies is good. Like, Shoe cars is not bad either. Shoe cars. <laughs> okay, mm. you, yes. We've done slashes and stabs before for Scream. <laughs> Oh, true. <laughs> Five slashes, yeah. So uh, let's say shoe cookies are whole points and half points are hat cookies. <laughs> so you can have a shoe and a hat cookie. Oh, <laughs> wow. For like one and a half points. Hold on, I'm writing it down. Let me see. <laughs> I got to do some math, I think. I'll go first since this is technically my movie this week. I don't this was all on. your idea. I know. This whole thing. You're all welcome. I mean, we're completionists. <laughs> we like to watch the versions of everything. So like we were going to do this movie and then we're just like, we have to call these people because this would be the best idea ever. Yeah. The entire. <laughs> I've been so mad at it. <laughs> misery, loves, misery loves company, right? <laughs> we did the entire Rocky series one Thanksgiving. It was so. amazing. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. That was a wonderful experience. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie, what's our full rating? Uh, shoe, uh, shoe car and a hat cookie. I'm going to give it one whole shoe car for Keanu only. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, good. that's one shoe car. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a terrible movie. It's just in the first 30 to 45 minutes of it. It's so egregiously bad that it's fascinating. And right. Keanu is giving his all. Mm-hmm. And you have this all-star cast. The Barnaby costume also gets a little recognition from me because it's mm-hmm. just amazing. See? Yeah. There's See? just these glimmering moments of like, I kind of love how bad this is <laughs> until we get halfway in and then it just drags the whole time. And and, and then it's this experience is no longer enjoyable. No. But I, for that for that one shining moment and the yeah. consistency <laughs> and amazingness of Keanu Reeves to persist through this film, it gets one shoe car from me. Hmm. David, you're so serious about your ratings. I am. I always am. I take this very seriously. I don't understand. What's your rating? Oh, I'm gonna do uh, one shoe car and a hat cookie. Oh, even higher. 
Oh what? boy. Uh, half? One because I think the rating sounds adorable. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. Part of the rating is just the rating itself. I understand. Sometimes I just want a hat cookie. <laughs> I mean, I'm always here for cookies, and that shoe car is freaking amazing. So, like, I think my rating is both for Keanu, Barnaby's costume, and the the shoe cars, because I really enjoyed them. I want my yeah. own shoe car. All right. Ratings from the rest of y'all. Ev, do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want all of the hat cookies thrown into a fire. <laughs> And I want all of the shoe cars also thrown into a fire. So zero. Okay. Fair. Fair. Wow. That's that's I, brutal. It's okay. fair. Yeah, all right. I'm going to take everyone else's cookies and shoe cars <laughs> while I'm at it. So Woo! you not Woo! only hate this movie, you want it destroyed for for the ages. Oh, Gone. Yeah. yeah. Never to return. I I, re- I respect your commitment to hating this film so much. Yeah, I truly do. Just know it is quite. Will, yeah, we will go. never make you watch it again. No, I was literally squirming in my chair. Oh God, I was uncomfortable. You, we, you have to. I mean, we have gone. It's a, like a. Tw- it's almost a two decade backslide from uh-huh. where we currently That's are. True. So it's uh-huh. just. It was so, very weird to go back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it. It was. Just to see him, you're like, whoa. And I know he doesn't age. He's like a timeless shapeshifter of some kind, and that's great. But still, the acting has come quite a long way. And to see the difference, it's like, wow, we've, we, we're doing this thing. So. <laughs> that's amazing. And I'm so proud to have forced you on this part of the journey that you no. had previously decided not to do. <laughs> <laughs> now we Again, have to go back and welcome. revisit the other Keanu TV films that we've did not no, do. Maybe. No, <laughs> no, no. We've traumatized Evan, and, no, and now we fair. have a problem. All right, ruined. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, Who's next? I think I'm gonna also do one shoe car, one hat cookie because it's adorable. That's good, but remember that Evan takes that, so it's back down. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Give me that. <laughs> so, given that Evan's gonna take this anyway. <laughs> We just want to know how much kindling for the fire there is. Yeah. How yeah. much are you hoarding? I, I bear with me here. I want to do, I want to, I have, I pulled a clip from this movie that I think if I could play it for you, it's only 15 seconds. It was literally my favorite part of the film. We talked about this in One Step Away also, where there was a very serious scene in this mo- in One Step Away where he's in a fight with his mom. And then he, she basically kicks him out of the house after she smacks him in the face. And it's very like, a mm-hmm. bummer, and then it cuts to what like sounds like a like a Bachman Turner Overdrive song. It's very upbeat, and for me personally, that happened. That happens a lot in eighties movies, and I love the shit out of that when it happens. Mm-hmm. So this happened in this movie, and I laughed, and it was not intentional. I did no doctoring on that. That was in the film. I love their shit. There's like all these happy toy soldiers. Drew Barrymore is smiling. And then it's just total batshit chaos, trolls. So I guess what I'm trying to say is five shoe cars. 
Oh my okay, whoa, god! Whoa, 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 whoa! It doesn't that. matter. None of it matters. <laughs> None of it matters because Evan's taken it. Realistically, just the one shoe car. But because Evan's taken them five, and it's only because of that particular thing that made me laugh. So they will burn. I love it. <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. We've ruined Christmas. <laughs> we did it. Give yourselves a... <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of all of you. <laughs> really, I really am. Look, oh. we're done. We never have to do it again. Ever. It's good. I, I had a true. great time. Oh. Mary had the biggest pink jacket I've ever seen in my life. Do you remember that? I will say, oh, when you talk cool. about Mary being your type, she does have a very like Jennifer Connolly vibe. If you think about her looks and then you think about Sloane from Ferris Bueller's Day Off or Phoebe Cates from Fast Times, there was a very brunette mm-hmm. 80s thing that was very much my thing. And also apparently Keanu's thing. Nice. And Keanu's thing, right. So I feel validated, truly. I didn't know that beforehand, but- Now you do. You can carry that for all your days. And you wouldn't have that if you hadn't watched right. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you both for giving me that. Because I wouldn't have known it if the trivia hadn't come up. So if people want more of Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, where can we find all of y'all? Should I do this part, I guess? Probably. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, go for it. Knock it out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Evan's only on untapped, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Evan Evan is going to get straight to work on finding a a beer pairing with Babe. Uh, I've been been outed. All the oh, beer. Man. All the beer it goes with babes and toilets. Yeah. It, it was made in Germany, so it's, it's perfect. Yeah, beer. there we go. Right. Great this beer. Stein, this thing. Yeah, it's great. You can find us over at coolbreezepod.com on Twitter at coolbreezepod. And, you know, that. let's just keep it at that. That's where we're most active. The podcast is at coolbreezepod, all platforms, all that good stuff. And on Twitter at coolbreezepod. We love chatting with everybody. So find us over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent show. Everything mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves all the yeah. time. Oh, thanks. It's so funny. Yeah. And we're Macintosh and Mod, and you can find us on Twitter at Macintosh and Mod, where we do My Little Pony movies, and we also have a Riverdale podcast called The Doghouse. You can find that show at the Doghouse underscore Pod. Yep. So that's it. That's a wrap. Until next time, don't watch this movie and bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Diana, will you do scorekeeping? Oh, damn. You're going to make me do things. Give me my post. (laughs) I need a post it, and I need a. uh, a pen, a writing <laughs> implement. We're such a high budget production at Macintosh and Mod. Yep. I just point at things and tell David to give me them. Mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> a higher budget than Babes in Toyland. Am I right? <laughs> hey! Boom! Hey, who's the dynamite? <laughs> Pull up that Wikipedia list of burn centers in the U.S. <laughs> this, this, this is why she makes. This is out of bucks. control. <laughs> <laughs>